Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of July 4th, 2018. I'm Jen. I'm David. So, happy birthday, America, I guess. I'm, I'm every, <laughs> like, constantly just hoping that we still have, you know, a country by the time the next podcast is edited and put up, but that's, that's just how things are now. I, I hope I get to live to see the Bumblebee movie. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, so this week we have some assorted bits of news. Uh, we have watched the other, the second half of the Titans Return Machinima series. And uh, then we are going to talk Lost Light, uh, which has a new issue out this week. Uh, we've gotten caught up on that. I had been staying caught up with it. Uh, David got a little behind, but he has now caught up now, so he, I guess, has had a little bit more of a, a smack over the head with it today, yeah, specifically. Yeah, quite a bit. Well, I, I wasn't as behind as I thought. I, I didn't think I read the Scavengers issues that were a while ago, but I apparently had, or at least skimmed through them, because it was familiar. And then I got mm. to, oh, what, what actually happened, which we'll get to in a bit. First news. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Well, we won't. <laughs> As I'm sure you can tell by the runtime of the episode, we will not be discussing the entirety of all the details of everything that has happened no. in Lost Light since last time we discussed Lost Light, because that would take us approximately three days. Uh, well, I, so I could do it if I talk that. really fast, but I'd have to go into like swerve mode, and I have to ramble on about it. The other the scavenger things, and all the stuff with Grimlock and the plane that he's got a mind back, and then the, the magnificence, and and then all the thing. And, oh, they're all dead! Wait, they're not dead. Are they dead? Yes, they're dead. L- listen to Grumpy Old Ratchet. Ratchet's right. <laughs> it's stuff. true, though. He's right. Uh, so I, my, uh, the, we'll get there. Do it. Do it. Go for anyway, it. Uh, well, my, my brain kept switching back and forth between um, animated Ratchet's voice and Jeffrey Coombs' Ratchet's voice while reading the comic. I couldn't settle yeah. on which was the proper grumpy old man. That's that's fair. That's fair, though. Uh, so, uh, Toys R Us, which we discussed last time, apparently they have now officially closed, I assume, all of their locations. Uh I haven't. Man, now I feel bad. As of this recording, it's supposedly the last day. Okay. Okay. Uh, Now I feel bad that I didn't go into Toys R Us when the last time I went down to Charlottesville last week. Because Mm. that one has been sort of, you know, unlike the Fredericksburg one, it has not been getting, like, cases of weird tail enders. It just, you know, is increasingly picked over. Uh, it's increasingly down to like Blade Runner twenty forty nine Funko Pops and <laughs> I was gonna say Blade Runner didn't have toys, but oh yes, Funko Pops. Last time I was there, just wall of Funko Pops, some other stuff. No yeah. Legos, almost no Transformers, some Power Rangers hanging out. Look. I I got my uh my Funko Rock Candy Ripley and that's like all I need out of them for a bit. I, I thought about digging through it cuz there's probably some characters I like besides Rocket and Groot but I couldn't be bothered digging through all that shit just to find a half price version of something I might put on a shelf. And that you would be saving $5 on. 
Yeah. So it's not even like, yeah, that's both of the ones, uh, that, that I went to were pretty much, I mean, there was no like 50% off G2 Primus. It was just yeah, all that stuff he was, was gone just gone. Uh, so I, I kept being a little tempted by like the big Marvel Legends A-Force set, but even that was mm. a little out of what I wanted to be spending on action figures. And yeah, so, uh, so they're gone. <laughs> so he's dead. Mm. Uh, however, on Facebook, their, their banner says, stay tuned here for news and information on the next chapter for Jeffrey and the iconic Toys R Us brands. Hashtag TRU be continued. Which, dun, which dun. really doesn't mean shit. It just means that they still have the, the rights to Jeffrey and the Toys R Us logo. And if somebody wants to buy that off them and start shit, yeah, give us money. But like, the, the, the Toys R Us as it is, is dead. I have the world never heard. came back. Um, KB Toy, KB Toys didn't come back, did it? Unless it lives on in Canada. Uh, there, there's possible news there too. Uh, I have heard, as far as Toys R Us goes, uh, that one of its executives is working on possibly buying it out. You know, buying the intellectual property uh, and relaunching mm. it. Uh, so that's a possibility. Uh, also, there was talk about something like that recently with KB Toys, uh, with somebody yeah. Yeah, I remember getting the that, rights to all that and talking about it. relaunching it. So as long as they have the stickers, they have to have the classic KB stickers, because those were so great. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so maybe... They do have some stuff planned already, or maybe that's just, you know, a placeholder for their Facebook page. But I it's have heard that the the actual intellectual property sell-off, uh, the sell-off of the Toys R Us brand and the Jeffrey the Giraffe mascot and all of that stuff, you know, basically the rights to open a store and call it Toys R Us, uh, all that stuff is up for sale and there's a lot of interest in it uh so you know maybe something is gonna happen uh maybe it won't be all bad and maybe the new company won't be bought out by vampire capitalists and sucked dry yeah i know it, it uh, just it, it's a pie in the sky it'd be nice if it comes out back but it, at this point i kind of doubt it businesses are crazy like um gamestop is thinking about and probably going to start have comic books in their shops Instead of just so, video games and half Funko Pops, now it'll be spinner racks of new comic books. That's ridiculous and kind of off topic for yeah, this podcast, but, but it's a thing. Not really, because cause we do talk about comics, and I don't know that they have a yeah. deal specifically with IDW. Uh, no, but they it'd might. probably be just... Well, they, I think it was they have a uh, thing with Diamond is what they're doing through, so there's that bullshit going on. Diamond, well, okay. the necessary the... evil of comic books. My my argument in favor of the GameStop comic book thing is, much like Toys R Us, my closest, the closest comic book shop to where I am right now is like 40 or 50 miles out in okay. the next big there town. However, is we do have a GameStop. Yeah. 
So the nearest GameStop to me is like across the street from where I work. So that and and I've had times in my life like right now where I haven't gotten as much I haven't really been collecting physical weekly comics because I've been living somewhere where there's not ready access to any kind of selection of titles. Uh, and I mean, admittedly, I'm an adult. I can drive to Charlottesville and, you know, I do go to comic shops and get, uh, and sometimes bookstores and get trade paperbacks and stuff. And these days you can get digital stuff. Uh, but basically I think anything like that, that's sort of a good gateway, I think is ultimately a good thing. I mean, it's a good, maybe, but like, it's only going to have like the most popular comic books probably, or it's just going to be overloaded with issues that don't sell. Just piles of stuff that they have to send back. If they had trade yeah. paperbacks, that'd sell better, but why do that when there's Barnes and Noble and other places? It, it just well, seems I think a wonky idea. When half their market it's... now is fucking Funko Pops. I think most of it is going to be impulse buy stuff. Uh, you're going to get like the teenagers, uh, who don't necessarily, you know, aren't necessarily involved in the actual comic book independent what, retailer ecosystem. Wait, would it actually work on teenagers? I mean, t- teenagers, they have iPads. They can already get comic books. They can already get, um, Do they? oh, what's the Marvel Unlimited and whatever the hell DC calls theirs. I mean, okay, I admit part of my skepticism with all this is that when when I was a teenager, my parents didn't buy me shit. They wouldn't buy me an iPad. <laughs> uh, so I sort of wonder how many kids Possibly. actually have that kind of technology. You know, maybe they can borrow their parents yeah, or know. something. Uh, but, and, and, you know, they're not necessarily going to have the income for a subscription service, but they might be in their... I mean, I think the thing too, like you, like you mentioned with Funko Pops, uh, GameStop really like their entire market is just general geek culture right now. Well, uh, it's yeah, because it kind of has to be because, because again, games have gone digital. You don't need to buy the physical copies anymore unless you're like me and, and you can't afford extra hard drives for your goddamn systems. And well, you don't buy that. Or you're games, like so. me. And you like Fuck having it, the physical. option to, or you're like me and you like having the option to resell things. Uh, so. There's that too. I, I, I probably should resell some old games, but who's going to buy them? GameStop? Well, eBay. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. But eBay, yeah, eBay is very good. As I learned, <laughs> as long as you have good taste in games, uh, eBay is is a pretty good option. But yeah, I and mean, I and also I just, I mean, I've mentioned before how I have a very archival mindset and I don't like the idea of not being able to access things. You know, I want to have a copy yeah. and not have to p- depend on someone else's servers. Uh, I mean, also you get like, okay, so my main platform admittedly is the Nintendo Switch, but it's like mm. I was seeing that Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein is coming out for that, and I had a warning informing you that it's like a 24 gig download. Yeah, uh, that's the so, thing. Like, I I would download maybe more games instead of buying them physically, considering how few I get, but like, they eat up space really quickly. Yeah. 
So, considering how slow yeah, my I DSL mean, is, I never want to re-download them. Yeah. So I think GameStop does have to sort of, they do have to do a certain amount of that sort of reaching beyond games as their main thing. But really, like, I mean, apparently Injustice was a pretty big deal game. Uh, there's a Spider-Man game that people are talking about Ooh, there's a, lot. a new one coming out. Yeah, like, Rob is actually kind of excited about that, and he doesn't play any video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there, there is a lot of crossover, and really... I would hope that they would partner with IDW. You know, I they mentioned well, Marvel it's Diamond, and DC, so whatever and I the hell Diamond gives well, them. So Diamond carries everything. Yeah, I know that. They, uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's everything. But it's like, what are they going to sell? So, I, I mean, maybe with the Transformers rebrand. I don't know if there's a new Transformers video game that might help sell it. But, uh, I don't... Well, that's the thing, is Devastation they have, was the last one, that was, like, three years ago? Three they years have ago? the other stuff, too. They have, you know, they have, like, Transformers Funko Pops. They have other, wait, there you know, are related things. Wait, wait, and wait, IDW there are, are Transformers Funko Pops? I have never seen them. There were movie ones. Oh, well, that's there, why there I didn't see them. Ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They did movie tie-in ones. Uh, so, uh, yeah, of course. I'm kind of surprised they haven't done G1 ones. Uh, I guess everyone else has I've the seen rights other, like, to do... That scale kinds of things, they're like uh, Bullmark or something did some of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's one of those things like how their Star Wars ones have to be bobbleheads because a different company has their license yeah. for just straight up vinyls, probably Hasbro. Uh, same with the uh, Marvel ones, as I learned when I got Hella. <laughs> they have to be bobbleheads because someone else has the rights for Marvel vinyl figures. Uh, so, so yeah, that's probably something like that and why they've only done Enough that. Let's, let's get back to Transformers Focus News. But yes, that, that could be very important for, to give more people access to the upcoming Transformers monthly issues. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think anything that makes comics more available again is gonna be a good thing ultimately for the industry as a whole. Uh, anyway, robot stuff, uh, I forget, was there something you wanted to mention? Um, oh, a comic book related, uh, there's a new series coming, Transformers, uh, what is it, versus or with Star Trek? Yes! The Transformers which, Star Trek crossover, which is going to be specifically with the animated Star Trek. Yes, it's like, <laughs> like it, it's the craziest possible option, but it's the most perfect option. It, because it's got mess. It's going back to like it's the comic. The, the art we've seen is, is very G one looking, Optimus Prime and stuff. So right. also having the old cartoon Star Trek is. Perfect! And it's also rather unused in recent comic books anyway, because it's always TNG or, or the classic series mixed up with other what's-is-is like Justice League and whatnot, or the X-Men in the past. But this is unmapped territory. It's the animated series, which was ridiculous and surprisingly better than it should have been, but cheaper than it should have been at the same time. <laughs> yes. And it let them have a cat person. Yes, Optimus Prime interacting with a cat person. 
So yeah, it's uh, uh I mean there have been weird Transformers crossovers in the past. I think maybe not as many as there would have been if Transformers had been a bigger deal in the 90s. Uh, because yeah. that was sort of the the thing in the 90s. Uh, there was that Transformers Avengers crossover that mm. tends yeah, to that be forgotten. Weird, but okay. Was that, was that good? I can't remember. I re- I've seen some art from it and some... It, it's sort of in the fat, like, Dreamwave era, where proportions were a little questionable. Yes. Uh, all I really remember is that it uh, took place primarily in Latveria, and uh, Wolverine was in it. That's like 99% of what I remember about it. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, we don't, for whatever reason, Transformers hasn't gotten into quite as many of the crazy crossers. Well, because <laughs> Batman like... Ninja Turtles one where Batman is showing Raphael where his parents were shot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that... deadly serious. Serious. And, and, uh, that, well, that's kind of the way you, you'd have to do that. Take it deadly serious because those characters take their own worlds deadly serious. Whereas this is Let's go a little crazy, apparently. Hopefully it's a little bit zany. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's something that definitely promises to be interesting. Uh, I don't think there's much else really, like, big um, deal stuff that I can no, think of. It, either, either we've forgotten it or it's just passed by. The only other thing is the SDCC toy exclusive things <gasps> have come out and the, the most important thing is we're getting oh yet another bumblebee of course it's gold it, it's the early camaro the 70s one but it's coming with um was it zor and whatever the crap the two dinosaur yeah cassette transformers that were only in japan that combined somehow into yes. a larger robot dude but the dinosaur cassettes it's silly. Nairu we never got Zor, Zaru, but apparently Zoru is actually like his name is reversed. Yeah, they and he's the like opposite colors, and he's a Decepticon, so it's like his oh. evil twin. And <laughs> so uh, some people have been uh, theorizing that maybe there's going to be a second set available with like Barricade or somebody that's got uh, Dairu in. Decepticon colors, and then the, you know, regular G1 version of uh, Zaru. Uh, mm. Personally, I am just excited that this means that maybe we will be getting noise in Graphy, because I love Graphy, except, like, pretty much all of my love of Graphy is just based on his package art, which is adorable! Graphy? <laughs> Graphy! Yes! The little little pterodactyl one. Oh. You sound underwhelmed by Graffy. I, I I don't remember Graffy is the thing. Oh, I figured maybe you were looking up oh second. I am right now. That's kinda cute, but it, it just looks like modified rat bat art to me. He's cutie, he's a cute little pterodactyl. Aww. So, uh, that would be pretty exciting because seriously, like, 
years ago when toy prices weren't even like when I got into collecting in the mid to late nineties, these guys were like four hundred dollars a piece. Yeah. Ridiculous to begin with, and they've only gotten worse. And that was a when, new reissue. That even was when SEC could, exclusive would be cheaper to get. And that was when you could buy a sealed metal hawk for fifty bucks. So <laughs> it was. Uh, they they have always been ridiculously expensive. So that that would be pretty exciting if we got some kind of reissues of those. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty exciting. I wouldn't be surprised to see. I mean, it's okay. It's a little less exciting that it comes with like '70s Camaro Bumblebee because. Eh. Well, um, I don't think that one has been. Oh no, maybe it has been reissued more recently because there was the three Camaro set that came out. Was it last year? I think. Or maybe that never yeah. actually came out. It was a Toys R Us exclusive or something that vanished in the wind. Ah, uh, no more Toys R Us. I, I'm gonna have to buy. So many more Transformers online, because Toys R Us yeah. was more expensive, but it was the most reliable for new releases, and the most likely to get yeah. second and third waves. Yeah, Target, that's, uh, I mean... Not so much. I was basically lucky enough to show up, to, to happen to drop by the night my Walmart put out uh, Wave 2 Power of the Primes Deluxes, so I got my Blackwing uh, and my Moonracer, but... Oh! Uh, yeah. Well, I, I found a Ripper Snapper, and I have not seen Wave 2 since. Yeah. So, so I'm going it's... to have to buy a case and end up with an extra Ripper Snapper. Yeah. It would be nice if Amazon more reliably carried that stuff, but I no, who knows? It'd be nice if Amazon kept them at actual retail prices, well, and not that's... the ridiculous markups, because people are reselling them. That's the thing, is that's Amazon. a matter of... Amazon not being the one selling it. That's yeah. that's third party sellers that do that. If Amazon themselves carried that stuff, then yeah, all it would I ever see is better. secondary sellers on Amazon for Transformers. Yeah. So so that's that is what it is. It's not great. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be. I mean, I guess the good thing is the alternatives are generally some pretty decent people. You know, the guys at Big Bad Toy Store and all. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently, Takara is doing a uh, a Golden Lagoon set for the, they are? for 35th anniversary. Yes. Uh, I'll send you the link to that. Uh, as part of their t- uh, the Takari Tomi Toy Mall thing. So it is a golden beachcomber perceptor and sea spray uh, from the newer toys. And oh. boy, I hope that uh, Aaron Archer was right about them fixing gold plastic syndrome. Hmm. No, it, it, it should be like, well, they don't have a current toy. It, it should be like dirge and ramjet gold chrome and you can swing their arms about in the package. And it has little lasers wiggling off him. <laughs> that, that's pretty much the only scene I remember from that episode is just Decepticons shooting the shit out of trees. And animals panicking. I just remember Bumper Beachcomber at the end. Well, yeah, it's, it's very sad, sad on the beach. Oh, uh, a beautiful little place he destroyed. 
A poor hippie. Poor hippie. <laughs> but, uh, so that's, that's definitely a thing that, that is going to be for sale for, uh, 8,640 yen, or, uh, you know, no. roughly $86. What? No, no, I, I, I'm not, jeez, import prices. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's domestic shipping Japan only. So, yeah, well, so that's there, okay. there will be ways to get it, but it, no, importing is becoming more and more of a pain. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Perceptor, uh, <laughs> Titan's Return, uh, I, I just want to say that I realized, as of this point, you remember when Titan's mm-hmm. Return was a new thing... We and everyone else had a lot of trouble not saying Titans Returns or Titan Returns. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of messed us up. I've finally gotten to where I reliably do not try to pluralize the end. Return <laughs> or, I guess, of the Titans. Singularize, but Retur- why Titans wasn't it Return Return. of the Titans? That rolls off the tongue so much easier. But it's longer. But well, I'm the next one's called Power of the Primes. Yeah, but then it's just sounds redundant and <sighs> not as memorable. I don't know. I'm making things up. Or I get no. I guess that would be too close to Remember the Titans. Stupid movie. Why aren't there any Decepticons <laughs> in this set? What the crap, guys? <sighs> Reasons. But uh. But yeah, that's uh. So I watched, we watched the rest of it, and it was pretty much five episodes of fighting. Uh, I was glad to see um, that Fortress Maximus retained his two most memorable qualities, those being uh, being a pacifist and having excellent eyeliner. (laughs) Uh, So... Well, there's a, there's, uh, they kind of yeah. leave out his, his third quality. It's like, kill me, Spike. <laughs> From the animated <laughs> version. Which, which admittedly is only in the animated version, but, uh, yeah, I, his comic version well, is, I'm giant, I'm a pacifist, I don't want to fight, and then I get a spike through my chest on a comic book cover that's yeah. better than the comic book inside. I mean, I guess it's more that in the comic he never quite reached that point, though at the end he did sacrifice himself in G2 number two. For peace on Earth? (laughs) Yes, on Earth. (laughs) For peace on Earth, (laughs) yes! God damn it. He sacrificed sacrificed his life for peace on Earth. Uh, Which didn't really work out well because Bludgeon still blew up San Francisco and... There was still fighting. It was the second issue of the 12 issues, so he didn't really anyway, um, bring about peace on Earth very well. Yeah, th- this, th- he's the Michael Dorn. Titans. He's Michael uh, Dorn. He's, but, he's good. He's, he's Michael Dorn basically trying to do his best Mr. Data. But yes, for, uh, for those of us who listen to our rebirth episode of Stasis Pod, you know that I am very fond of suicidal Fortress Maximus. <laughs> Giant emo baby. Giant emo baby oh, yeah. with his eyeliner. <laughs> anyway, the, these five episodes, I, I think I could sum them up by like, um, 
Mistress of Flame is dead. Perceptor's sad for a moment, and then he's okay talking to Prime for the rest of the story, and she's forgotten. Um, Windblade gets tortured to wake up Fortress Maximus, and she's fine after that. Uh, Victorion gets repeatedly kicked around and stepped on by Trypticon, but in the end, she's fine. Um... The women characters my favorite part, don't fare so well. My favorite part was when she combined with the other combiners, except instead of becoming a new combiner, they were just her except huge and from an 80s album cover. Yeah, oh, because she okay, was just the- outlined in pink neon full of stars, and it it just needed that, like, silver block font over top of yeah, it. Yeah, okay, the color design in the show is the second best thing behind Sassy Megatron. Because a lot of, in her fights when she's pink, there's a lot of blue in the background, and it, it is, it's like an 80s Trapper Keeper cover, and, and it's very, um, oh, what is it called, uh, the bisexual color scheme, and yes. a lot of fights. Yes, the bisexual flag. The, the, the hot pink and the, the neon blue, or, or uh, yes. or what is it, um, Energon blue, Allspark blue, that was the color. See, yeah. uh, the colors are good, but the, it's just the fight, 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 Trypticon. Eventually, every once in a while, he belches purple and Starscream says, why is that a thing that, like, for Starscream to st- talk, Trypticon has to belch purple? I don't well, get it. But I don't it know that it's time. necessarily belching so much as it just starts out with being, like, sounds... <laughs> Just, like, oh, the, I don't know, sort of this... pained, belchy sounds before you can understand what he's saying. Oh, the sound design in this show is not good. The color design, excellent sound design. And then he eats Victorian and he becomes <laughs> an 80s Trapper Keeper cover. Oh, that's admittedly having a neon pink Godzilla, mechanical Godzilla on a rampage, it, it looked kind of cool. Like, this would be good to have one in the background of an 80s themed party. Yes. Yes. But, Just uh, to actually stars. watch the show? Not so much. Oh, Megatron's talking. Unmute it. Oh, Megatron's done talking. <laughs> Mute it again. <laughs> yeah, he was great. I mean, Fortress Maximus being Michael Dorn was what it was. I'm still, like, I would be amazed if this was not actually Vince DiCola doing the the music, because it really, really is trying hard to be Vince DiCola. I wasn't, oh, um, well, he did new, didn't he do new music for the, um, one of the, uh, cell phone games, I think. So maybe he uh, I think did he this? might have. I know he also did a score recently, uh, for an indie game called Saturday Morning RPG. Oh, so maybe he did. So, I mean, yeah, and I think he might have, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't mention any of that on his TF Wiki page. But, well, the, uh, the credits on this are, are there even credits on this? Oh, it does. Show? Never mind. Angry Birds Transformers. He did Angry oh, no, Birds I, Transformers. Oh, that was the one, right. <laughs> and Devastation. I don't know. I had scrolled oh, yeah. down and <laughs> scrolled back up to see those credits. But yeah, so he has recently been working on Transformers stuff. Uh, I don't think this show actually has credits listed anywhere. Uh, so I think that's something that someone needs to have confirmed or denied because it sounds yeah. really, really... I say as someone who has 
regularly listened to the Transformers the movie score since I got it on CD in 1997. Uh, it sounds very, very Vince DiColli. Uh, and I mean, they got Vic Caroli <laughs> to do the narration for like yeah. an episode or two. So, uh, that, that seems like the level they're on. Uh, yeah, uh, Perceptor continues to be a precious science baby, and I, I think the one color-related criticism I will make is that neither Mistress of Flame nor, at the end, Optimus Prime turn gray when they die. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been nice, yeah. It's like, how can you tell there, there is a mention of it in Transformers Prime, like in Megatron's dialogue, oh, yeah. <laughs> he says something about yeah, turning knows. gray. It's like, it's a thing. Uh, so, yeah, and then Megatronus shows up, and he's Mark Hamill, uh, doing a pretty good job. Because, yeah, of course, he does. He's Mark Hamill. Again, he's the effect on his voice is a little weird, and, and he's... What exactly? It's, it's not... Definitely not his uh, Joker voice. It's, um... Shoot. It's got a little he's of that edge to it, but yeah, he's been a villain in so many cartoons. I can't remember exactly like which villain does this remind me of most. He's so great, but uh, also they they did manage to name drop Power of the Primes before Power of the Primes started. Yeah, uh, I think was it Megatron that did that? I think Maybe, I don't know. Megatron had a, most of the good lines, like when he's complaining that Optimus was standing in his way. You're blocking my view of the fight of the Titans. <laughs> someone someone told someone, I forget whether it was Prime or Perceptor, but they told him to beware the power of the Primes. Oh, yeah. Like, prophetic style. It's like, okay. Uh, oh, so... Um... What, what, why does Megatronus, why does the Fallen, who starts out as a glowing fireface, why does he look a lot like Mazinger Z? Like he's got that head. Reasons. They he just, doesn't, he doesn't look, have the they just like face Mazinger plate, Z, okay? I mean, it's a really great head design, but to, to see that, it like, is. bowl thingy with notches in it so a little plane can land in it on a Transformer is a little odd. Although <laughs> I'd really like a toy that had that. Like, a Mazinger Transformer, yes. that would be awesome, but never gonna happen. I I did like Megatron getting all, like, angry at him about how he had done all this serving him, and what does he have to show for it? So that was pretty good. Yeah, what did you do to help me? My empire yeah. is gone, you didn't do crap. I did everything in your name, and hmm. now I have nothing. So that was pretty great. It's good Megatron. Not the best Megatron, but a serviceable Megatron. I don't know. Megatron might be the best written part of this entire thing. Yeah. Like, putting this Megatron in any other series would be good. It's just everything around him doesn't quite work, or just the fight scenes aren't animated well enough. It's kind of a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's... When Giant Victorion throws her sword at Trypticon as he's about to breathe radioactive Godzilla fire on her, the sword hits Trypticon, knocks his face one way to the right, but somehow Uh he fires the fire to the left of Victorion laying on the ground. Yeah. Spatial relations, bad. 
yeah, it's not, God, they're, they're, I wouldn't say it's quite to the point of being one of those things where the things that gets right are really right and the things that gets wrong are really wrong because there's a lot in the middle. But yeah, yeah. Like, some of the things that gets wrong, it gets really wrong. Yeah. Uh, so relevant to all this, as I mentioned, I have just been watching it on the Go90 app on my phone. Uh, and oh. when I opened it this time, I got a message saying, uh, as of uh, July 30th, Go90 will no longer be available. For more great content, <laughs> check out Yahoo Sports, HuffPost, and Tumblr. Thanks for the love. So I don't, I hope that means that, I mean, maybe that's why they went ahead and put some of this stuff on YouTube, because they knew yeah. that the writing was on the wall, or maybe they just, you know, put stuff on YouTube. Uh, presumably, Machinima still has the rights to put this stuff on YouTube. Well, well they made it up, presumably. Although, we, that that is kind of a weird thing, that e even though we don't really enjoy this, that it's archived somewhere, unless they put it out on DVD Again, at some point, that it exists. Again, this is why like, I like physical copies of things. Yeah, because, oh, what was the, um... With the power core combiners, there was a little animated shorts that that had that are presumably yeah. gone. Because I remember there was one yeah. with Inferno that was pretty good because he had a really good characterization of that pyromaniac uh, fire engine. Yeah, yes. But that's probably gone like into the was ether unless somebody saved it. Any way to download those, one of our friends has to have downloaded them, but... Presumably, yeah. Yeah. Um, our, our recent friend who came back after an absence. Yay! <laughs> I'm glad he's back. Yeah, I'm also. I worry yeah, about people. Is. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's that's again why I like physical copies of things because yeah. services go down and things, you know stop working and people lose the rights to things and next thing you know you've got an entire series like original you know first run robots in disguise that just you can't get anywhere unless you got physical copies at some point from some other country when they came out <laughs> uh, or or recorded them all on vhs like i did with armada uh <laughs> but, but you can buy yeah. Armada. i think there's an arm was it didn't shout put out the dvd sets that was, uh, those one in the dumpster when I moved, was yeah. Was Rhino? Uh, yeah. But, uh, even the mini-cons have abandoned me. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. That's my, my relatable moment. It's telling people to go away and then whining that they abandoned me. I'll start scream. Poor guy. So, yes, this is why I like physical copies. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, presumably that stuff will stay up on YouTube, though. Uh, Otherwise, we have to hurry up and watch the Power of the Primes one, so we can see Ron. Well, that one just Perlman. finished. So, well, you got it if you're going to watch it on Go ninety, but uh, it's Ron on YouTube. Perlman, yeah. <laughs> Ron Perlman, Optimus Prime. What the hell? Anyway, I, I, I'm excited for that, but I've heard he's not good. Or his delivery's not oh. good. Then again, half the like deliveries in this, like, are they just threw them in an, in a room and, and told them to say these lines with no direction as to wow or why? Yeah. 
I can see that. It it was fun hearing Mark Hamill talk about Cybertron in a villain voice. Yeah. And, but, you know, that's that's the part of me that's still, you know, surprised that anybody cares about any of this stuff. So we've discussed <laughs> that. Uh, so, Lost Light. Yeah. And that, that, it's a comic. It's uh, so... Now, James Roberts has long said that he he knew how it was going to end. Like, however long it ran in between, he knew how it was going to end. Uh, so, some of the... I feel like some of the pacing of the ending is... Some stuff is a little drawn out. I feel like, for instance, the resolution to their quest uh, probably should have happened after they dealt with Getaway. Uh, no, but... I'm, I'm not so sure. I, I like how, like, the, the quest has been this meandering thing that seemed to go on with, with no actual progress. And then they find it as like, oh, that's what happened. Ah, they, they, they were terminal patients who went to a medical facility to die. And, and the myth came back that they were awesome, but they were just explorers who contracted strange diseases from fleshlings i i don't understand how they got diseases from organics in the first place that, that, i don't know that we're, part's weird we're greasy we probably made them rust with our well, yeah i can understand making them fluids. rust or, or something but getting actual mechanical diseases from touching an organic it, it just seems weird. i mean unless they encountered a planet of rust monsters that might make sense i uh, mean i don't otherwise and I don't think they mean like contagious diseases, just like like I said, like weird corrosions and and stuff. Uh, but the thing is, I think the twist would have been a lot more climactic if they had really given it the time it deserved. I don't I, yes, think we like had as much because then it's just sort of like. Rodimus is just sort of like, well, that's that. Let's go deal with Getaway. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, that's why he wants to get out of the after spark. Why he wants to get out of the robot heaven. Because, fuck it, I gotta go kick Getaway's ass. It's a motivation, so that <sighs> has to come after. And like, if it was the other way around, it's like, well, I got, I kicked Getaway's ass. I got my ship back. I'm okay, let's stay... Well, no, Rodimus would still complain about being heaven yes. and trying to get his way out. But yes. it, it makes more sense that he still has that motivation. It's it's that yeah. I don't know what they're going to do after getting rid of Getaway, because apparently the next issue might be... their next two issues, because... Isn't it going to uh, 25, I think? Or am I remembering? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. Wrong? I hadn't heard. Or was it 20... I thought it was ending at 25. I don't know why. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. We'd have to check James Roberts' Twitter. <laughs> Read the Twitter backlog. Read past the, like, stuff about Morrissey and British <laughs> politics. <laughs> I love Morrissey. Uh, well, British didn't talk. I, uh, yeah, they do music. Such a complete and utter twat. I love him so much. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, I figured we would edit out the awkward science silence here oh, while you looked okay. it up. I'm trying to find it and, and I'm not. 
finding. Ah, don't worry about it. Oh, there it is, I think, if it actually loads. Uh, from James Roberts' Twitter, to summarize the current IDW G1 continuity and spectacularly with Unicorn number 6, Optimus number 25, and Lost Light number 25 in September. Ah, just in time for my birthday. All three will be bi-weekly over summer? What? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, this was bi-weekly. Because the last one wasn't that long ago. I, I I know it didn't seem that long ago. Wait, is, is this the issue that's coming out, the fourth, or has it already come out and my comic book shop screwed me again? This is the comic that's coming out on the fourth. Okay. Because every once in a while it seems to have like a Transformers issue that's a week late. Yeah, it's distribution. Gets weird. Diamond. Thanks, Diamond. Mm. Uh but uh but yeah, so yeah, it was bi-weekly this time, and it came, you know, after Big Revelation issue. I've really, really been enjoying Jack Lawrence's art. Uh, he's definitely... Yeah. I mean, this series is a series that needs that level of expressiveness, whether it's from Alex Milne or whether it's from, you know, uh, Jack Sarah... Lawrence. Ooh, yeah, or Sarah Petra de Rocher. Yeah, there you go. You, you do the Frenchie names. But this current issue, what is it, 19? It was E.J. Sue, yes. Yeah, who who Uh, did a lot of the earlier Asian devastations and whatnot stuff, didn't he? And and like the um, one-shot thingies when there was all the spotlights. But coming back, I haven't seen him in a while, and I wasn't reading as many Transformers comics back then. I kind of don't like the art in this issue, but I'm not sure if it's, it's the inking... Or if it's the coloring. The coloring might be just fucking with the inking. Because a lot of I it's mean, sort he of does... weird flat gradients. Yeah, he does do that cross-hatching thing. Uh, yeah, which I think which... has always been kind of a signature of his art. I think it's mostly just that he's more of an action artist. Uh, he's not really as well suited to panels that are just characters reacting to things. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, his his art is really good for the things it's really good for, but I don't know that it's... God, now, you know, it's like, used to be, like, you had some people who do, some artists who draw Transformers well, and some artists who are great artists, but just cannot do Transformers. Uh, and I'm thinking specifically... And we have so many that are really good. Of, like, when Titan uh, was doing, Titan Books was doing their reprints of G1 and they would have like big deal comic people do covers and you'd have like mm. Walt Simonson doing a really not great cover because he <laughs> can't draw Transformers that well even though he is an amazing artist otherwise uh, or yeah, you have great, like you can draw a really great um destroyer but Transformers are sort of a different style yeah, or you have like Don Figueroa who does great Transformers, but his humans are really not not up to par. But you know, it's really well, sort that, of a, a generic pseudo anime. Yeah, that's kind of thing. Like um, when uh, Nick Roche was his early drawn humans and Transformers are kind of a little off. Now they're better, and then yeah. he was drawing. Was he drawing a Spider Man comic recently? Or something. Yeah. Uh, so that's. I, I think it's funny that now we've gotten even more specific is you have people who can draw Transformers well, but can't draw social, tra- like, can't draw, can draw them fighting, but can't 
as well draw them like being expressive and talking to each other and stuff. And now we're just yeah, getting because we've been picky. spoiled by how good facial expressions have been on Transformers recently, even ones with faceplates. <laughs> that it's like yeah, this is even ones whose faces are a single dot. Yeah, even this like is world. good art, but it's not good enough. Yeah. Like, actually, so, how is Sue's World? Sue's World's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. He doesn't do a whole lot in this issue. No. The the last few issues, oh, the, lots of squinting eye and good expressions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, you know, I've said that I'm, I'm sad to see the series go. I don't know that it's... I do feel like the twist as to Cyber Utopia could have maybe deserved a little more attention. Uh, but I, no, it, got it does as much look like we're going to get a... It got as much attention as Rodimus gave to the quest yeah. itself. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's entirely fair. Plus, plus, uh, wait, but, wait, you know, it just, does... just Just think of next issue when he explains what Cyber Utopia is to get away. How Getaway's yeah, reaction that's is going to be. be that's you did all this funny. shit Those... to discover stuff we found by accident, and it means nothing. And that it wasn't even any good. <laughs> uh, no. So, also, uh, Getaway has apparently turned a bunch of people into Spark Eater, so that's sad. Yeah, a, a bunch poor, of guys we kind of liked, but it was guys who had betrayed everybody else that we really liked. Anyway, so, yeah, blow up blue streaks, sorry. Again, I mean, it sort of goes back to my thing about Nightbeat and him him being a jerk and how it was more enjoyable in the G1 comics when you weren't as emotionally attached to the people he was being jerks to. Or yeah. being a jerk to. And now it's like, don't be a jerk to him. So, uh... But yeah, it's like, I like these characters. It's sad. But you can kind of see, like, I mean, like we we used to say before it was no longer true, Getaway wasn't wrong. Now he's very wrong. But at first, he wasn't wrong. So you could um... sort of relate to, like, why Thunderclash went along with him, and you could relate to, like, why a lot of them went along with him. It's just that they were being, they were betraying these characters who we really loved, and so it felt a lot worse than it necessarily objectively was. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of breaks down, it's like, like Marvel movies we've been talking about recently, it's a, a little bit Thanos, like... The original idea concept is good, and we can agree with that, but everything that flows out of it is wrong. Like, yes. no, you're doing this yeah. in the worst way possible. Why are you always choosing the worst option? Dead. What? Yes. Kill half the universe. Why? 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 Make more food something. Make Rearrange the how energy balances in the universe. Nope. Kill half the people. Whatever. Anyway, the... I mean, the most disturbing thing sad. in the comic recently, uh, other than killing people and dying and, and Nightbeat, it's a little spark floating away because of a hospital that kills its patients. Scorponok has three fingers like Bulkhead from Animated, and that disturbs me. I'm not and used also to him without claws. Human children, sort of. <laughs> oh god, the chest I baby. really like the part when Misfire goes up to Grimlock and asks about the baby and what about the, the baby? <laughs> others are like, uh 
nothing what? makes sense anymore. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like, that the hell? was Magnus that said that after he's like, things are weird, but you know, no, no, things follow the the rules. They're they're weird like usual. And then he mentions, is the baby okay? It's like, no, things are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that was an interesting storyline that I guess is going to get eaten by Unicron. Uh, I was very sad that Slapdash got blown up because I I care about Slapdash because I used he used to be on the team I wrote fanfiction about back in I, <laughs> the late nineties. I, I I think I had a Slapdash maybe. I I know I had the other one. I think I had Slapdash. I never had Getaway. So Getaway being the villain is perfectly I- fine to me. <laughs> I had one that a friend gave me because I wrote fan fiction about him. So <laughs> he he falls into those categories of characters who I only care about because I wrote fan fiction about them. Uh, so so that was sad. But anyway, Unicron's going to eat everyone. And hopefully for a future podcast, we can get caught up on Optimus Prime and also discuss how that's going. <laughs> Yeah, um, I th- there are more than five issues I haven't read of that, so that, uh, well, maybe by next week, maybe. Yeah, that's going to be a a couple day effort there, but but well, it, it will get done. There, there's some really good art in there. There's um, uh, Keizama. I'm excited for that. Although there's yes. a stretch where I flip through where it's not Keizama art, and that makes me sad. Aw, I forget who it was. So, so yeah, we will be catching up with that. We will be keeping up with Lost Light for a bit. Uh, we will be watching Power of Oh, God, Crimes. it's Raymond Deli. That's why. Ah, uh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. Your nemesis. No. Oh, but Petri de Rocher comes in after that. Yay. And, and okay. Marquez Emma. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Your nemesis. <laughs> so uh so yeah that's an exciting bunch of fiction that's coming out uh someday some toys might appear uh i guess in the meantime i can just play with my fortress maximus some more because he's great uh oh yeah that's that's some it stuff uh, uh longish episode again maybe although a chunk will probably be cut out yeah yeah we'll see if i uh if i can talk myself into and or out of ordering that third party Thunderclash. You don't need it. The series is going away. We're not going to have him the, on God, covers of everything. God, I need everything it so bad, there. though. He is so many pretty colors. So he's all the colors. He's, he's. I'm sure he's cheaper than a G1 one. Probably. And a better toy. Because mm. they're, everything now is better toys. So. So if I can colors, resist getting a giant colors. black and purple dinosaur, I, I think you can resist the Thunder Clash. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, then On again, I hand... still have my G1 Trypticon, so that kind of fills the hole. <laughs> On one hand, camping equipment. On the other hand, Thunder Clash. Hmm. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, we will be back soon uh, with power of the primes wish us luck in a week or two or three probably two weeks probably (laughs) 
So until then, uh, you can find us hosted on iaconunderground.net where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting expenses. Uh, and you can also find, uh, the other podcast we do with our friend Rob, Stasis Pod, uh, where we are currently going through Transformers Prime. Uh, the, the most hella dark Transformers, uh, cartoon that wasn't actively trying to be needlessly dark. Uh, well, um, no, good. not needlessly, just, it, it, some of the Decepticons are really creepy. <laughs> yes, also humans. Some of the humans are really creepy. Oh, oh yeah, that's coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's, I think that's our next episode. Oh boy. Uh, so, until next time, this has been Jen. And David. Good night. Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.